Man, guys, I am so glad we can, for once, take a break. I agree. It's been non-stop action and drama for so long. We really deserve some rest. Hey, do you guys think we should talk about any of the stuff that happened so far on our adventure? I've been told that reflecting on your past experiences can provide some new insights and promote a growth mindset, which leads to improved behaviors and performance. Uh, no, I would very much not like to do that. Heads up, everyone. Something's coming. Get ready for a fight. Oh, hey, everybody. Park Ranger, Ranger Cooper. Cooper. Oh, settle down, yeah. You're going to spook the sleeping critters in this here park. <laughs> what are you doing here, Cooper? Oh, it's my job to patrol these parts of the park. And I saw you guys having a goof or two, so I thought I'd join in and see if I should, uh, or if I could, uh, cook a s'more or three with yous. Sure, Cooper. The more the merrier. Oh, thanks. I'll sit right here. Uh, so, uh, what were you all talking about? Actually, we weren't talking. We were just going to sit here in silence and not talk about our past or our adventure. Oh, come on now. That's no fun. Good conversations about past experiences can provide some new insights and promote a growth mindset, which leads to improved behaviors and performance, you know? That is literally what I just when said. When you put it that way, we should be reflecting on our adventure all the time. Okay, let's do it, guys. Well, great. I'm excited to hear your stories. But if you don't mind, would you start at the beginning? I, I literally don't know anything about any of you besides that you carry coupons for campsites. Well, sure, Cooper. I guess I'll go first. So, I'm a tiefling bard, and uh, ever since I can remember, I had this amulet around my neck that has the symbol of Royce, the demon king of the deep. So, obviously, I know that I am his son. Whoa, whoa. have you ever met the demon king, or is the amulet the only reason you have for thinking that he's your dad? Okay, so, I've never really met him, but when you know... You know, it's like twin telepathy kind of thing, but between a boy and his dem demonic dad. So, anyways, I uh, I got taken in by a monk called Master Matsumura, and he took me away to a place called the Calm Cloud Islands. There I lived with my master and my brother and sister, not related by blood, but they were taken in by Matsumura as well. However, I was never so interested in the monk combat training like my siblings were, and they very well took to it. But me, instead, I was interested in the teachings of the monks, the, the books, and most importantly, their songs. There are a lot of oldie but goldies in there, as I like to say. Um, but you could say I'm more of a bard than monk, but that's whatever. Um, fast forwarding later, and bam, I'm in the middle of the ocean in a tiny boat sailing to Sanguine and looking for a grand treasure. Oh, a grand treasure? Like the ones hidden by Salem, the god of the hunt? That uh, greeters, you know, the nickname for treasure hunters, are all searching for? Uh, and I think only two of those have been found so far as well, right? You're looking for one of them? Uh, exactly, Cooper. Everyone knows that. Please don't interrupt anymore, by the way. Okay, so Sanguine is a man-made wooden island floating in the sea. It's beautiful, and it's mainly used for trading between continents of Ohm. So I get there and immediately meet Crit, uh, a lizard man, because I was playing some music, and it, it was such a great show. Everyone loved it so much, and he definitely noticed me. So he takes me to this underwater room where we can talk in privacy. He tells me he thinks I'm interesting, and he will help me find a grand treasure. Well, then out of nowhere, these random thugs show up and try interrogating Crit in order to find find me for some reason. A fight breaks out, and we win. It's actually a great episode in the prologue. Um, but more enforcements are on their way, so Crit gives me a teleportation scroll and tells me to head to Orem, the Golden City, the place where the first grand treasure was ever found. So, off I went, but I landed outside the city's outer walls, and I met these two. Well, I guess I can uh, jump in here now. So, uh, clearly I'm an Eladrin, if you couldn't tell. Uh, but I'm a Horizon Walker Ranger from the Feywild. Spring Court, specifically, but that, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Uh, and I happen to be the son of an Archfey. Uh, I think I only understood about 20% of that sentence. Yeah, we, we don't really understand it either, but we find it best to just smile and go along with it. <laughs> Okay, uh, got it. Uh, please continue. Yeah, so I left the Feywild to find my own path, and also to find a grand treasure. Uh, but unfortunately, when I crossed planes, I ended up in the middle of nowhere. 
and after a bit of survival in the wilderness, which, I mean, I'm no stranger to, I came across a group of uh, summer camp kids and their counselor. Unfortunately, I was covered in blood when I met them, so they thought I was... It was more of a Friday the 13th uh, than it should have been. Have you ever seen that play? It's a little terrifying. Um, but some of the kids, when running away from me, ran into a boar, and I saved them from it using uh, my self-made sword. I call it my switch. It's a sword made of from mechanos parts. It can transform when certain gems are slotted into it, and that's fine. It's a little more technical. But I wasn't finished saving the kids because I had to return them to their summer camp. Uh, the camp was called... Uh, Camp Wanawamp, I believe? Yeah, they had this wonderful jingle. I loved it. Eventually, I got them back, but on the way, the kids kept saying that everyone at the camp was orphans, and that everything they did was for some guy named Papa. It was sketchy, so I... I mean, I do what princes do, and I left a death threat to the head of the head counselor, uh, then headed on my way to Orem. Uh, to uh, try and find more information about Grand Treasures, and that's when I ran into these two. Alright, I'm up next. Hmm. We just start. Oh, I know. My name's Zippy Westborough. Uh, I'm a Lapine who... Uh, I'm a Circle of Dreams druid. Uh, I'm also from the Bramble Patch, and... Oh boy, I've had such a... Such a hard journey uh, with you everything, but I can't wait to explain it to everyone, but... I'll begin where I was a young rabbit, and, oh boy, I had many brothers and sisters, and... Okay, and, maybe not that far back. Uh, maybe just, just, uh, maybe at the part where the, the show started, huh? Uh, okay, um, well, I I've been making my way to Orem, you see, so that I could sell some of my ammo pills, and also find a grand treasure. But along the way, I got kidnapped by a giant in the cage in the back of the giant carts. I met two of my tabaxi friends, Yoga and Blackjack. They told me they were, we were on our way to a place called the zoo. Um, something like a fighting ring. Uh, I don't know, a bunch of animals. <laughs> now that I think about it, <laughs> that seems really problematic. I should go save that or something. Oh, well, <laughs> that sounds rather sad. Oh, well, um... So, we had to escape, anyways. We did! Uh, Yogurt and Blackjack were thieves, so they tried to lockpick their way out, but they didn't have any luck, you see. Luckily, I have strong hoppy legs, which I used to literally bend the bars of the cage and escape. I'm super strong. But instead of running away, I decided to stay and save my two new friends. So I beheaded the giant real quick, and the three of us went on our way to Orem. Uh, you just beheaded a giant that easily? Uh, yeah, I just made the hole in the bottom of the cart, stuck his head in, and just like wanna womp, I wanna womped his head right off. Oh, uh, that's uh, creative. Um, Thanks. Yeah, uh, okay, so you are all outside the outer walls of Orem, uh, but if I recall, you need a certain type of passport to be able to enter past those outer wall gates, right? Uh, that's right, Cooper. So we had to either pay a lot of gold to get one of those passes, or we could steal them. I probably don't need to ask which one you did. So there was this tent outside Orem planning a raid on an incoming caravan of nobles who definitely had a pass. So all of us, alongside a group of other rough-and-tough-looking individuals, uh, were going to work together to pull this off. The leader of this whole plan was named... Uh, what was it? Oh, right. Beryl. And he assigned us into teams. We were team eight. In, in our group was myself, Yogurt... Blackjack, Norman, Darian, and a tiefling named Elon. And that's how we all met. So as soon as the raid begins, all of us rush down on them and get passes. But unfortunately, a bunch of golden guards, otherwise known as Orem's military, showed up and we had to get out of there. I used Charm Person on Zippy and made him follow because he wanted to stay behind and find his uh, tabaxi friends. And then we got on some horses and charged straight through, but just as we were in the clear, Beryl and Eloxodon, basically a giant elephant guy, uh, wearing golden god armor, stopped us and was going to kill all of us. Luckily, Elon was there, and he's probably like level 15 or so, and uh, he saved us, but Beryl got away, and Elon left us to chase after him. So after that near-death experience, we went to some nearby woods to hide from the rest of the guards until this all blowed over. But when we were just about to make a camp, a gorilla with green eyes attacked us. We were... So we killed it. And its eyes melted. It's crazy. 
Then we went to sleep, and I heard a voice in my dream telling me to awake, which is stupid because I was already awake. But when uh, when the rest of us woke up, we were greeted by a man named Stretch, who was from the Greeters Guild. That's the guild that, at the time, we really wanted to join to learn more about the Grand Treasures. Uh, he informed us that the King of Orm had been poisoned, and that a man with an antidote was in these woods. He didn't think we had anything to do with it, so he let us join him and the other greeters. The only problem about the whole situation was that the man who had poisoned the king demanded that only Felix, the number one greeter of all of Ohm, come to see him. Felix is gone on with some other greeters on some other mission to go find uh, the third grand treasure. So the king had to make do with these guys. I should also mention that at this point, I was really mad at Norman for, ch for charming me during the raid. Oh boy, we had to do the Bramble Patch Seal of Friendship to mend our relationship. Play the clip! But I'd love to do the Bramble Seal of Friendship with you. Hold All my right. hold my hands. Uh, no, you okay. have to bend down. I'm pretty small. Okay, I get down on my knees and I hold Zippy's hands. Oh, they're right. very soft. Re re <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Repeat after me. Bramble, uh, Bramble, it's the patch. Bramble, Bramble, it's the patch. <laughs> I like Here it. Here we go. Rhythm. Friends forever. Here we go. Friends forever. Zippy. That's me. Zippy, that's me. Oh, <laughs> no, wait, that's, no, that's that's me, I, silly. <laughs> I really feel like I You have to I say, Norman, that's me. <laughs> you know what? I, I must have, do we need to start over? I feel like I really... No, no, keep going. Up. After I say, Zippy, that's me, you say, Zip Norman, that's me. Okay, okay so, you, you start over at the Zippy part, yeah. Darian's Zippy, walked away. Zippy, that's me. <laughs> Darian, you want to get in on this? I mean, uh, okay, okay, sorry, sorry, Zippy. Okay, uh, Darian, I mean, uh, dang it, I'm so distracted. Uh, sorry, Norman, that's me. Together, we make a team. Together, we make a team. Yay, team eight. Yay, team eight. In the distance, you hear Darian shout out, team eight. <laughs> Yay. But Zippy, Zippy whispers to uh, Darian, Wasn't that so funny that I made him repeat after me? All of that was entirely made up. <laughs> Wasn't it so funny that he listened to me this time and repeated after me? <laughs> actually, you know what, Zippy? That actually is pretty good. <laughs> oh boy, I'm starting to love this team. Go teammate! After all that, we were in the heart of the woods and found an entrance to the dungeon. There are these two giant apes with green eyes outside guarding the entrance, and they were saying only Felix could enter. So we killed them too, from a distance, and they didn't even move while we were, they were being attacked, which was strange. They were clearly possessed and would obey any orders given to them. Anyways, once inside, we met a chimp with green eyes dressed as a butler. So I pretended to be Felix, and he bought it, and he started to lead the three of us in, Blackjack and Yogurt too, through the dungeon. The greeters went the other way just in case the chimp thing was a trap. The chimp made us do a bunch of stupid puzzles and fight a gigantic gorilla named Mongo in an underground coliseum. But Norman calmed Mongo and dispelled the green eyes curse on him so we didn't have to fight. Me and Mongo became fast friends since we went to rival high schools. He even still sends me postcards to this day. He helped me kill everyone around the arena. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we suck. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I'm a murderer. Um, it was pretty bleak. Then I started to get all the other chips to sign up for my ammo pills because a Westboro always seizes every opportunity. Well, Zippy was making some deals. Uh, Norman and I examined a dead treant that was found in the arena. Where inside there was a Tinder soul, which I would later turn into a gem for my sword. Then we kept going deeper into the dungeon, and found out the man who poisoned the king was a childhood friend of Felix named Paul. But before we went to face Paul, we found a side room where an old man named Gilbert was being held hostage. Once we ungagged him, Gilbert told us that Paul also poisoned his granddaughter, and he was forced to help him set this dungeon up in order to get the antidote. He also told us that there was only enough antidote for one person, so he begged us to kill Paul and give the antidote to him. 
His granddaughter didn't seem as important as a king, so we weren't sure what to decide. But then he said he had a physical clue to a grand treasure, an actual piece that could lead the way to the treasure we all wanted. We said we would think about it and went to go fight Paul first. Now, Paul was a hillbilly type wearing a, a cape and overalls, but most importantly, he had an amulet of Kanala, the god of beasts, and he was using that to control the monkeys. He was furious when we were in Felix, so we fought him and his army of monkeys. And as the fight went on, his cape fell off and revealed a tattoo of a blue rose on his back. Then we killed him, and the amulet exploded. Norman almost died, and we got the antidote. Norman took the lead on what to do with the antidote, and he ended up choosing Gilbert over the King of Orum. Pretty messed up. <laughs> so we got Gilbert and headed out of the dungeon. We met up with a very wounded stretch, and he said a bunch of the other greeters died to the monkeys. He saw that we had Gilbert and the antidote, and we tried to explain a decision, but he didn't listen, and said we betrayed the king, and tried to stab Norman. Luckily, Darian came in and killed Stretch. After that, we left to go to Gilbert's mansion on the outskirts of Orum. And this all took place in 24 hours? Yep, pretty much. Uh, okay, uh, keep going. So we got to Gilbert's mansion and saved his granddaughter Marley from the poison. I think he also mentioned that the poison originated from the Feywild, which was quite odd. Also, have you guys noticed that we've never met Gilbert's actual kids? Oh yeah, that is weird. Yeah, that was pretty weird. But you know what also was weird? Paige, his granddaughter. She's the worst. Play that clip! As uh, Darian walks through the front door, uh, you're just not on your game. You're not really expecting anything. And all of a sudden, you hear a little girl scream and oh. jump and hit you in the head with a little wooden sword. <laughs> and it doesn't oh, do any damage. But you just hear, hey, I got you! And it hits your head. And then she looks, you look down and you just see this uh, little girl in a little sundress uh, and, and this like bag over her head with the eye holes cut out. Um, and she just looks at you holding a wooden sword and just goes, Oh God, there, you swine! Uh, <laughs> Flashbacks of Aurora come to mind. <laughs> uh, 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 Aurora, oh gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, Darian's kind of taken aback, and it's just like, uh, what? Wait, were you the were you the one that was sick? No! <laughs> and then she runs away. <laughs> what? The, oh, she seems well, pretty right. annoying, to be honest. Can you hear in the distance? I don't like you. I don't like you either. <laughs> Come back, and I'll hit you with something harder. Well, okay. ah, and then she comes back. Uh -oh. <laughs> then, oh no! And she's running at you, Zippy. Uh, and she's gonna try and hit you with her sword. I easily dodge it. Well, I'm going to roll this. <laughs> <laughs> I easily dodge it. I roll a 20. <laughs> What's your AC? Um, uh, 14. You easily dodge it. <laughs> so, Gilbert finally shows us the promised grand treasure clue, and it turns out to be a piano key. Also, we knew it was a real grand treasure clue because it had the symbol of Salem on it. Um, this key is extra special because when you push it into anything, it sinks into it and plays a loud sound. In order to investigate the key, we made a plan to go into the city the next day and see if we could get to a music shop to take a look at it. Before that, we had to sleep, though. And this time, I dreamt I was in a black sea and a blue neon tree was growing in the distance. And someone pulled me out of the water, and I woke up. Back to reality. We oh, wake up the next gravity. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Darian. <laughs> Back to reality. We wake up the next morning and see Gilbert hired a new butler named James. James was also part of the raid, so he was worried we'd get him fired, but it didn't matter in the end. When we got to Orem, there was news that the king was dead, and that a funeral would be held that afternoon. While we waited to attend that, we did some shopping and met a magic item seller named Valentine, who gave us some cool stuff. Say it. Play that clip! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, first off, hello. Hello. I am Valentine, uh, the, the cursed curiosity collector. Um, it's funny. I, I don't know what to do from here, but to be honest... Uh, well, I'm actually in the market for some magical items, and, uh, I heard that you were the place to go to. 
Somebody actually said that? Wow. Well, you know what? He's um, not your best sponsor. He's kind of a whiny kid. Um, we're selling raisins oh. down the street. Um, oh, Dylan. Yes, I know Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, a sponsorship's a sponsorship. Don't buy his raisins, by the way. They're garbage. They all taste like durian. <laughs> um, mine tastes a little bit apple actually, but, uh, you know. You're a liar. <laughs> You're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, do you know what? As you say. I've just been I've just been staring at this this doorknob right here. Oh. That I, oh, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> this this doorknob looks like something I would definitely want. All right. Um, how much for this doorknob? Which one? There's a regular doorknob and then there's the magic one. I oh sorry, I've just been staring at, at the actual door in, into here. Uh, but now that you've mentioned mentioned this <laughs> magical doorknob over here, this looks mighty better than the other one. How much for this? For the regular doorknob? No, no, th but that one is very nice. Um, the the magical it's really one. Really smooth, though. smooth to the grip. <laughs> uh, the regular one? Both. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, what a good find! This is incredible. I might even buy it off you. Uh, these shin protectors lead you to the nearest freshly dug grave whenever you see your crush." <laughs> <laughs> of all the uses this is an explosive water bottle <laughs> that emits a thick fog covering a 20-foot radius whenever you bleed in daylight <laughs> so wait when do, when does it explode when you bleed in daylight so it throughout the shopping norman had been making some comments about my green skin and calling me a goblin and whoa whoa that's not true i said I, you looked like a lizard man look i i got a i got furious with him and left the group to went to go to a bar to get hammered uh luckily there was a girl named jesse who took care of me while i was um <clears throat> Stumbling around in the streets. While that was going on, myself, Zippy, and Gilbert went into the, a music store to see if the piano key was recognizable, if they could tell us who made it. Uh, the Eric Hockra owner of the store, Dawson, love that guy, told us that it was from a Shelley Grand piano and he had one in his store that he could test the key on. So he set it all up and as soon as he pressed the key into the piano, the piano exploded and Dawson's arm was blown off. Zippy came in and used a flame sword to cauterize his wounds while I did detect thoughts. It was sweet. Uh, I found out that he had an out-of-body experience when he pressed the key in, and he was terrified of it. We had wanted to keep a low profile while doing all this investigation, but a crowd was starting to form outside the shop since they heard the explosion. So we ran out to the back door in the alleyway. Gilbert seemed ecstatic because even though the key was dangerous, we were making progress on understanding it. We then started hopping around rooftops to try and find Darian again. Eventually, we found him with Jesse. It was love at first sight when I saw Jesse. I'm talking big, big crush right out of the gate. So I did the only thing I knew to do in that situation, and I put on the shin pads and found out the location of the nearest freshly dug grave. I eventually sobered up and rejoined the team. At this time, the funeral was about to start, so we got on a rooftop and watched the whole scene unfold. Oh, I think I heard of what happened at that funeral. Uh, Turi, the god of bliss, came in and crashed the funeral, turning it into a party that he owed the past king a favor for. Uh, and he said this is what the king wanted as well. Also, he announced that there would be an election to decide who the next king or queen was. And of course, we all know that out of the team of greeters that found the first grand treasure underneath Orem, only the fighter, the cleric, and the sorcerer stayed to make the city what it is today. So naturally, there would only be one candidate from the descendants of those three greeter lines, the fighter, the cleric, and the sorcerer, right? Yeah, I was going to skip that part since we all knew that, but thanks anyway for sharing. So the three candidates were Bradley, a little boy we met at Gilbert's mansion, who was in love with Paige. Uh, he's from the cleric line, uh, Farron, who is from the sorcerer line, and Colm, who was the grandson of the now-dead king, and also from the fighter line. Unfortunately, though, it came to light that Colm was missing. 
He was supposed to be arriving to Orem with the caravan we raided for passes. Ooh. <laughs> but during the raid, uh, he was kidnapped. That was awesome. If we had known that, we still would have done the raid, though. Well, naturally, yeah. So, after the funeral party started and the election was announced, I went to go talk to the previous king's wife. I made her cry, and then Turi showed up. After talking for a bit, we made a deal that if we could bring Colm back, get him elected, we convince Colm to make Turi the new god of Orem instead of the current god Salem. If we did all of that, then Turi would show us the room where the first grand treasure was found. Before we shook on the deal, Turi made us prove that we were capable of doing this. So I got teleported to a small cove and fought water elementals. Also, I turned into a swordfish and also murdered a swordfish. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty cool. After proving our worth to Tori, he officially agreed to the deal, but also mentioned that if we spoke of our involvement with him or our deal, then everything would be off and he would most likely kill us all. Oh, yikes. I know. Uh, but he also told us to meet him in the back room of the bar the next day to discuss the game plan further. Uh, so we left the party and uh, we went back to the mansion to sleep. Then I dreamed again. I was in a happy lollipop forest with gumdrop trees. It was awful. Human cupcake men tried to eat me, but after destroying the ecosystem of this forest, I found that Paige was also in my dream running around as a knight. I didn't want to get involved with her, so I kept exploring and saw a figure writing down notes on a clipboard, then escaping into a door in a tree. I ran to the door and struggled to open it, but eventually it opened, and I was now in a silver lake where I saw Norman in a fishing boat. Then I woke up! I forgot about that. Uh, the next day, I still felt tensions were high between myself and Darian and Zippy, so I tried to fix our relationship by making some soup that Master Matsumura used to give to me. It did not go well, and they did not forgive me. I made soup, and they didn't forgive me. It was a secret recipe, a tomato soup with one missing ingredient. Oh, wow, yeah. I would have forgiven anyone if they gave me a large bowl of soup. It was more complicated than that, but let's move on. We went to Tori, and he told us that it was most likely a local gang called Limbo that took Colm, and that we should go around trying to find info on them to see where they are. Also, he said he would postpone the election so that we could have more time to find Colm. So we started heading to the Golden Castle of Orem. Once we were there, Zippy split up from us and pretended to be a royal bedmaker, so that he could get into the Queen's bedroom and find more clues. Norman and I went and talked to the royal advisor Yogi, about if we should be hired to find Colm. Yogi didn't seem interested in Colm, and even said no one in the castle liked him, so they wouldn't care if he was gone for good. Still, he offered a small amount of gold, and we went to go find him. We kind of got the vibes that he was really just trying to get rid of us. Um, anyways, before we left that meeting, Farron, the sorcerer candidate, stormed in and started yelling at Yogi about Tori postponing the election. So we kind of bailed from that conversation. Um, when we were trying to find the way out of the castle, we ran in- Oh, I forgot about this! We ran into a gray-skinned Janassi with a red bandana over his eyes and nose. We instantly named him the Red Bandit. We talked, he talked super cryptically and went on his way. We tried so hard to figure out why he was there, but we got nothing, but at least he got a cool name, and that's what we're going to call him from now on. Meanwhile, I was infiltrating the royal bedroom, and sadly, didn't find any clues because the queen realized she didn't hire a bedmaker. Caught between a rock and a hard place, I used the magic doorknob from Valentine's shop and quickly escaped into a mysterious passageway that was hidden in the walls of the castle. In there, I ran to some men carrying crates and piling them in a room. I turned into a mouse and deduced some espionage. I gathered some intel on the situation. However, while I was trying to hide in one of the crates, I broke the wood siding and crepes with a magical glow started pouring out. The men quickly found me because of this, and a loxodon knocked me out while I was attempting to escape. While this was happening... Norman and I, we tried to find more information about Limbo by going on some... Go <clears throat> While this was happening, Norman and I tried to find more information about Limbo by going to some more criminal areas in Orem. But we couldn't find anything beyond them being a small gang that hasn't done anything in a long time. 
Uh, just as we were losing hope at our lack of leads, we ran into Yogurt and Blackjack. They seemed frazzled and told us that they had captured someone from Limbo for us and were currently being chased by other members. Upon closer inspection, we saw that the member of Limbo they had captured was Beryl from the raid. So we hopped on our horses and went as fast as we could to return to Gilbert's mansion with our hostage. But Blackjack and Yogurt weren't kidding. But... <clears throat> But Blackjack and Yogurt weren't kidding about them being chased by several Limbo members, and they were coming up on us on horseback. So me and Norman did what we had to do and destroyed them all. Yeah, I was all like, Pow! And, I, and then you were there and you were like, Autobots, roll out! With your transforming sword, it was super cool. Play that clip! Uh, well, all of them failed, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> so they're going to take the full uh, eight damage, right? Uh, yeah, man. A big wave of thunder just, like, shoots out from me. And they get pushed ten feet away. And getting pushed on a horse is not a fun thing. <laughs> so the one closest to you with the sword uh, is really close to, like, the nuclear bomb that just went off. Uh, and just gets blasted uh, right in the face falls off his horse, and his horse just falls on top of him, just in this ball of trampling. Uh, and they die. Can I do Hellish Rebuke as a reaction? Sure. Okay. And I'm feeling kind of musical. I'm going to say, Come listen to the tale I know. Fire burns and wind doth blow from a place no man can see. Normandy. Very long rebuke. But then I'm going to cast Hellish Rebuke on this guy. All right. So let me paint the scene of everything that's just transpired. Oh, <laughs> um, they got in front of you. They pulled out a scroll and cast Fireball on you, Normandy. Luckily, Barrel, Blackjack, and Yogurt are far enough away so they don't get in the sphere. The horseman next to them doesn't get in the sphere either. Darian and Tea Leaf do, and the horse uh, rider next to Darian also gets hit in the flame. Um, so... Uh, basically, an explosion happens, but Denmark and Normandy just burst through the flames, and you can just see it. They kind of like don't even touch you. You're like an aura, like, just an aura around you is repelling it. Uh, and through the flames, you just sing and reach out, and they just also get inflamed, uh, and they're screaming. You go to lunge at the guy in front of you but you forget there's a horse head in front of you and you go to lunge and you like stab and slice through half of, um, well, you're just cutting across their face, but you stab somewhat through the head, uh, your horse Denmark. And they're like, wailing. what? I stab my own yes. horse. <laughs> Dexterity save, by the way. Oh no. I'm a flipping horse killer. Oh, they're still alive. You only did nine. I guess not after this. Um, 11. Uh, you're still on. Uh, oh my they try to buck you off, though. Uh, Denmark! I'm so sorry, man! I don't know what the frig I was thinking! They go, <laughs> and Zippy translation, <laughs> oh, And this is the first time you're ever using this Tinder Soul gem. Not even Connor knows what it's gonna do. I don't. It, oh, boy. It fully heals him. So you use this tinder soul that you got from a dead tree end. Um, and you see in the nooks and crannies of the blade, some little buds are starting to form from like flowers. And you see some wood starting to, to fill in the cracks of your blade. Um, and you, it's like roots are moving throughout your sword. Um, and you start hearing little bits and pieces and nuts and bolts kind of like clanging. And the sword is starting to split apart. It's like it's opening up. Uh, it's like it's blooming. Uh, and the sword and the blade are kind of spreading out. And it's like the roots of a tree just reaching out from uh, the sword. And the ends and the tips of the roots are like pieces of your blade to make them even sharper. Um, so your sword's kind of like disassembling and forming sharp yeah. edges on the ends of these roots. Where do you point this? Uh, at the rider behind me. Okay. You point it at it, uh, and the roots 
start shooting out like like they're just growing insanely fast uh, and they're like just kind of slamming into each other and they go under the ground like drills uh, and then they pop up underneath the horse and the rider and they just kind of stab into it and then start slowly cracking and crushing it and dragging it into the earth Nolman, Darian, do I have to talk about this next part? Well, I mean, it's what happened. I'd like to hear about it, if you don't mind. It's just so embarrassing. I can't help... I just look at my hand and... Oh, okay. It's okay, buddy. While, while these two were having the time of their lives doing actual combat, I awoke in a cave near the edge of some water tied to a chair. You ever heard of waterboarding? Yeah. But I wasn't alone because it turned out that comb was in there as well. That was pretty cool. We chatted for a while, and he told me that Limbo captured the two of us, and he didn't know why. Before we could talk anymore, Carmine, the leader of Limbo, came in and we took me away to another room, where a crowd of Limbo members had formed. All there was a table in the middle of the room and two chairs on either side. He sat me down, and he said he wanted to play a game. But it wasn't a game! <laughs> Carmine's game consisted of him blindfolding himself and trying to plunge a knife in between my fingers. Play the clip! We'll see what happens. I love games. I mean, I'm off, I'm up for anything. Oh, you do love games! Oh, that's good to know. Oh, yeah, see, I, I too love games. Uh, so, uh, Jangles undo his, undo his armbands. And he starts lifting it. Bunny fingers don't spread very well. They're not like human fingers. They're like here we go. Thumbs. And he stabs it in the the table, and it just misses your hand. Oh, that was close. You should try better next time. Ooh, let me try again. <laughs> I get a few shots. I get a few more shots. I move my hands quickly to the right as much as my wrist can move. <laughs> it moves not much at all. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me try and aim it. My one move your head back. Wait, 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 wait. Here we go. Stab. It misses. <laughs> this is a, this is an exciting game. My heart is beating. <laughs> Man, I really put it in the table. And you can see it's sunk in the table. And it cracks the wood when he takes it out. All right. Third time's a charm. Uh, Zippy, you have five fingers? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, six, but one's, one's hanging on the table by itself. In the middle of everything. Okay. Uh, you have five fingers. Uh, please roll a d6 now. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. I can't believe this is happening. This is the knife court. is raised, and he's like, all right, stay still. Let me see if I can get right between. Let me think. I'll go easy. Thumb and index. Here we go. Stab. You feel pain. So much pain, Zippy. More pain than, well... I think you've ever felt so far in this campaign. Sure, in this campaign, but you don't know my piss his history. You squeal. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and, and the pain is just shooting through your nerves to your brain. And you look down, and your right hand's pinky is separated from your hand. I lost my pinky before Carmine could continue. Colm saved me by throwing himself in the water trying to kill himself. What a brave little boy. All of them were freaked out since they needed him alive for whatever they were doing with him, and they all rushed out of the room except for one girl, Carmen. She was upset about the game and the focus of Limbo, so I used my natural cute charisma to convince her to help me to get out of there. She agreed, so I stole Carmine's knife that was still on the table, and we successfully escaped the cave. But the cut on my pinky wouldn't stop. The bleeding damage was too much. Carmine then cut the last remaining nub off my pinky and wrapped it, which did, which did stop the bleeding. But due to blood loss, I passed out. Yeah, that's a pretty dark time, Zip. At that time, back at the mansion, we told Gilbert about Limbo and how Zippy was missing. Gilbert got his granddaughters out of there, and... He went to hire a mercenary to protect the mansion. Norman and I then proceeded to interrogate that... that snake barrel. It was super brutal. But we got the info we needed about Limbo and their purpose. We left Beryl tied up but alive and went to sleep. But when I dreamed I was back on that silver lake in a fishing boat, 
and Zippy was there. Also, my dad, the Demon King, Royce, was trying to drag me underwater, which sounds bad, but it was pretty cool. Yeah, we were sharing a dream, and then the clipboard guy came from fl- from out of nowhere. He came flying at me and tried to take me out. It was like an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Luckily, I found another door and escaped through Norman's dream and ended up inside Darian's dream in the Feywild. I told Darian about what happened to me and that I was at Orem's Harbor in the real world. But before I could give him any more detail, the clipboard guy came back and we fought some more. It was way over my head, so I just chilled and watched as they threw mountains at each other in my dream. The guy finally caught me and threw me into a white space with Norman and Darian and Paige. The guy apparently worked for Viso, the god of dreams, and that it was causing issues in the dream world. It's not my fault. I didn't I didn't ask for this. But before he could get any more out of us, we woke up. However, when I woke up, I woke up to one of the Limbo members back from the horseback fight holding a knife to my chest. Instead of fighting back like I obviously should have done, I charmed her instead and planned on letting her go. But Darian killed her instead, saying it was a liability. Unfortunately, this caused the two of us to fight again. But even though we were fighting, we knew where Zippy was and also where Limbo and Comb were. So we put our feelings aside and raced off to Orm's Harbor. Finally, we reunited with Zippy, but we had to kill Carmen since she was Carmine's sister and staged Zippy's escape so that she could get the glory for returning him to Limbo. Now that we were all together again, and we could see that we were all okay, we had a heart-to-heart about why each of us were pursuing a grand treasure and how we can better function as a team. After that conversation, all of our inter-party beef was squashed and we were Team 8 once again. Next thing we had to do was save Comb, since Carmine was going to set sail for Sanguine with him in tow very soon. Eager for revenge, I snuck onto Limbo's ship and stabbed Carmine in the chest. It didn't kill him. <laughs> he went berserk trying to kill me, so I used the doorknob to get off the ship and back to the guys. It was a futile attempt. <laughs> it didn't kill him. Seeing the chaos and Carmine's hate for Zippy, I decided to disguise myself to look like Zippy and lead him away from the docks. After that, I infiltrated the ship by becoming a seagull and getting another extremely unstable seagull to guide me in. I was on lookout for all of this and noticed some of the guards were about to head up below deck to find Zippy. So I ran on board and killed them all. I guess I've killed a lot of people, haven't I? (laughs) It puts it all into perspective, talking it out like this. So so anyways, Carmine was really pissed at me because I was pretending to be Zippy and I was taunting him about how we killed his sister. Um, But luckily, when he tried to destroy me by throwing a wagon at me, um, I had that that water bottle that would fill an entire area with fog if I bled in daylight. So once Carmine attacked me, I was able to escape using the fog and I joined the guys back on the ship. The bottom of the ship was filled with the same grape crates that were in the castle, but also there was a cage with Coleman's hide. But before we could set him free, a brass dragon that resembled a small thin Chinese dragons and a Loxodon emerged from the tra- shadows. The Loxodon was named Kandula, and the dragon was named Odin, and together they held the top of the, the top of the list of the creature spots. Number four and five. Almost the best. They got a bit bit more to go <laughs> almost the best <laughs> <laughs> odin did all the talking and was concerned we were there for his grapes but after reassuring him that we were only here for Colm, you let us live then he looked at each of us and mentioned that he may not have even been able to kill me for some reason he 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 also mentioned that i looked very similar to a lapine named coco who was a part of the original Greeters team that found the first Grand Treasure. That's super cool! Uh, he also mentioned that a lot of my tattoos were interesting. A lot of them were drawn by Matsumura. Um, specifically, he noted that the tattoos on my back resembled a map. We had to cut our conversations with Odin and Kendula short since Carmine was making his way back to the ship. But before we left, Odin gave each of us one of his scales and said that when we were ready, 
We should find him, and he can help with our grand treasure quest. Also, he said to let him know if we ever see Felix. After that, we left the ship and ran past Calmind, who was now bleeding out due to the magic knife wound. And I saw the life drain from his eyes. Pretty cool. Alright. <laughs> so, so you actually pulled off saving the guy. Well, incredible. Yeah, it was crazy. So now we save Comb, but he's still unconscious, right? So before we, he woke, before he woke up, we all planned that I would pretend to be a Limbo member. What was his name? I think his name was like. Uh, anyways, he was a Dragonborn, and he was really creepy. And Darian and Zippy would save him, save Comb from me, and proceed to convince him to run for the election and to follow Turi. It all went perfectly as planned. And we converted Colm to tourism. I think you mean tourism. <laughs> he wanted to really initiate this new tourism program for Orem. It was awesome. Tourism. Blue jeans. Khakis. Balloons. <laughs> While they did that, I went to Jesse's bakery and I bought some donuts and then headed to the castle to see Yogi about our payment. Tori and Farron were arguing about the election, and Yogi didn't want to give me the money. But I charmed him and got paid double what he originally agreed to pay us. We brought home back to the castle, and everyone was shocked about his return, especially Farron. Tori seemed delighted, and he scheduled the election to take place the following day. Tori then met with us in the evening. He said that he was extremely pleased with our work so far and that we had all, all we had to do was get Colm elected. But all of us were worried someone might still attack Colm, so we decided to become his personal bodyguards for 24 hours. Serve and protect. Serve and protect. Serve and protect. Serve and protect, eh? So we took him back to the mansion, and all went to sleep. But again, we had another crazy dream. Myself, Daria, Norman, and Paige were in the white space, and this time... We met face to face with Viso, the god of dreams. He wanted to find out where my dream power started to form, so he tied us all down and looked into my memories. There he found that we were working with Turi to make him the new god of Orum. He quickly made all of us wake up and went to tell the other gods, oh, it was terrible. The morning of the election, we were all panicked because we'd broken Turi's rule, even though it wasn't our fault. But we decided not to tell Tori about it and go ahead with getting Comb to the election safely. So we get him there, and Farron seemed oddly happy. Even though we were all pretty sure that she hired Limbo to kidnap Comb, so she could win the election by a landslide. Yeah, she definitely had too many ammo pills, which you find in my stash. So the election starts, and by no one's surprise, Comb wins by a landslide, since it's only the nobles who hate him and the common folk all love him. But then things go downhill. Farron goes crazy and starts attacking Comb. Turi saves him and runs to the Church of Salem with Comb so that the city's gods can be switched. That leaves us with the job of taking down Farron. She was a pushover at first, but then her face cracked and a mask fell off her face. Revealing the same blue rose tattoo that Paul had on his back, except this time, it's on her forehead. The fight gets taken all the way up to the Church of Salem, and all the while Farron is switching out these masks that are making her more powerful. While Turi's been trying to become the city's god, a new god named Mir, the god of the storm, descended from the clouds above and started attacking Turi inside the temple. Everything was crazy, but Tori got Comb to break the vase in a room that only the King of Orem could enter, and then Tori stole all of Salem's worship energy stuff and started fighting Mir, and, and if I'm being honest, crushing him. Eventually, Mir and Turi broke through the floor and opened up a giant pit. Farron and I got caught up in it and fell into the pit. Norman and I jumped in to save them, but as we reached the bottom, the gravity shifted and we landed on a giant floating cube. Farron was still up, so we continued our fight with her while Mir and Turi fought in the background. We tried to talk her down, but she was too far gone. She said that she did this because someone told her they could bring her unborn daughter back to life. But as she spoke to us, the rose tattoo shifted and seemed to do damage to her. Then she put on this mask that consumed her entire body, and she charged us like a wild animal. Even though I beheaded her, she still kept fighting. But eventually, an attack from Mir swung by and killed her for good. 
Mir then transformed into a figure that historically was supposed to look like Salem, and used holy chains that were designed for situations like this, and killed Turi, pushing him back into the astral plane. Mir looked at us after finishing the fight and just left us alone in the cube. We then went on to find the entrance to this cube, which is also the entrance to the first grand treasure. Once inside, it turned out to be an otherworldly forest that defied gravity. We followed a trail of gold coins to find the carcass of a large beast. It seemed like the original Greedus had found this grand treasure, fought each other, and also fought this beast. We went further in and found the dead body of a monk in a journal that none of us could read. I also found Pepper, my new hawk fox, inside the cube. Finishing all that exploring, we left the cube, but found that while we spent an hour or two inside, two months had passed on the outside of the cube. But once we returned to Orm's surface, everyone called us heroes, and Colm gave us gold and special cloaks with magical powers. He also offered us the position as his personal greeters. But we turned that down! Freedom! But before we went back to the mansion, I did go back to Jesse's bakery because one of Norman's donuts from before tasted like home. Jesse's husband, Gallard, told me to leave because people from the Feywild aren't allowed there. I I have to go back to figure out what the connection to the Feywild is in, in the future. After Norman and I finished our own personal business, we met up at Gilbert's mansion to show him the notebook. He said he couldn't read it either, but he knew someone in a place called Leek's Garden that did. But first, we're going to go get an airship at Pokerock. And that's basically it. Except for one thing, I just want to point out, Jezzy was married. She had a husband named Gallard, but she didn't think to tell us any of that. So, what the hell? I think you're the only one who's upset by that. Anyways, that's the story, Koopa. Just wanted to get that in there. Wow. That is a lot of stuff that happened uh, do you guys feel like reminiscing about this helped you in any way no this is pointless y- yeah not really really nah i feel the same uh, all, all right then uh oh by the way uh did any of you hear that norman's uh brother and sister are coming down uh for season two or something to kill him or what oh, oh maybe i should mention that uh sorry guys i'm gonna go to check on other campsites uh Wait, i'll what? see you guys later bye